story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar, and I have my co-host with me today. Your co-host? Ah, am I your co-host? I'm your yes. guest. No, you're my co-host. What's up? Whoa, what an honor. What's your name? Karen. So today we're doing a something a little bit different than what we usually do. We're doing reality TV shows, dating shows, of a very like specific, I, I don't know if it's niche, but it's a very like... A specific cultural, like, part of dating. Like, it's not... I think the reason why I was, like, I gravitated towards it was, one, like, I heard you talk about it. I've heard other people talk about how good, specifically, these two are. Love on the Spectrum and Indian Matchmaking, two new Netflix shows. One is about dating in the autistic community, and the other is about the long tradition of matchmaking in Indian culture. Mm -hmm. But as it translates to the current time and like what it looks like now where you know you can have data and all these different kinds of shit so let's start with indian matchmaking i think maybe we should start off with like netflix reality tv shows Uh and how they've become like a cultural like touchstone at this point okay because i feel like like that was something that they had been working towards for a while but then like the fact that like the quarantine really like blew them up you think? I think so. Like, like, Tiger King is, I wouldn't consider that. Well, that's a, that's I like guess. a docuseries. But I don't know. I just feel like more, like, because people are at home more, they, like, need mindless television. I mean, I agree with you. I think that it's proliferated fast. Like, especially with, uh, was it Love Island or one of the. Too hot. Like, oh, yeah. Wait, was it there's Love There's a Island? couple date. There's a couple, They're, like. They all feel the same, right? Like, yeah. Well, there's I mean, the circle. I, and then, of course, it was Queer Eye, which is. That, I, that would be arguably one of their biggest. But that's makeovers. I, I mean, I'm, re- I'm thinking about like the ones that just came out recently. So oh, like okay. the circle. Okay. The circle is well, one of you, them. You said let's talk about reality TV shows. Netflix reality TV. Yes, shows. but that's a queer eye is possibly what set off like the reality TV shit. That was one of the first ones, on top of all the baking ones. Yeah. But anyway, but I so think, yes, well, I you're think talking about the a, recent string of reality different. TV shows to feed the monster of quarantine, yeah. right? Like, people's hunger for all this, like, trash. And I feel like this is something that they had been lacking compared to someone like Hulu, who, like, knows that their audience just wants garbage. Like, fucking, what is that, what is that network called? The one that just has, like, all the terrible reality TV shows? TLC? Yeah. TC, TLC? TLC? The Learning Channel, TLC. Yeah, TLC. Yeah, yeah. That has like all the terrible like reality. They've they've had that since I've known Hulu. Like they've they're pretty keen on that. So I feel like Netflix was working towards building that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in general with the streaming wars, like everybody's trying to build little parts that they they're missing, like HBO As, Max like, a network. with kids' content or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these this new recent string, these two shows specifically. They're about specific cultures. So to me, that felt like... I mean, not to say that like dating shows can't be interesting. I usually just don't gravitate towards them. I just, I, I'm not that interested as, as much as I used to be. I mean, I used to watch like the MTV ones, but I never, it was never more than just like a casual thing. Mm-hmm. But these, I think, I think the reason why they're a little more like 
they have more to say is because they're about like such a specific culture. Yeah. And for Indian matchmaking specifically, is because you don't know. I mean, unless you're part of that culture or you're you know adjacent to her, you kind of closed off. Yeah, you don't know anything about it, and yeah. it's also like Western ideals is very like we scoff at the idea of like an arranged marriage. Yeah, but like here, it's it's very it's normalized. Yeah, like, it's just. It's not, like, this strange, weird thing. It's just kind of like a tradition. Yeah. It's a cultural tradition, and it's definitely not matchmaking in the way we think of... Yeah. Or, like, arranged marriage in the way we think of a ma- arranged marriage. So, it's surrounded around this one matchmaker, uh, essentially. Uh, her name is Seema Taparia? I just remember her as Seema. And she's like Seema from Mumbai. Seema from Mumbai, and she's had a lot of success with helping people. And she goes around different part. I think some of them are in the U.S., some of them are in India, right? Yeah. In the first episode, and you get to meet different people, and then you see like their different the, expectations, their personalities, and their expectations. And she's very like. I think the reason why I mean she's easy, she's easy to like as a host because she's very like, you know cut and dry doesn't take anybody's bullshit calls them out for like these high expectations for dating yeah i mean she i feel like she's very like straightforward yeah in a way that like you wouldn't imagine them being because like there are other kinds of matchmaking shows out there right like millionaire matchmaker or whatever and they're always like trying to sell their services yeah to like their customers but like she's just like no like I've been doing this for a while, and I know that you are dumb for wanting those things. Yeah, and it's also like, so in, into the specifics of how she makes the matches, I thought was kind of fascinating. Because she has like this database, and it's, it's very insular, which is also interesting, is that like, there's this essentially like a network that she's built from like just matchmaking people. Yeah, and, and networking. Like, she, has, she has all this data, but she's... I mean, it's presented in the document. I don't know how true it is, but it seems like she's had a lot of success with it. Coupled with, like, it's a cultural thing. And, I don't know, It's just it, it just felt like you were able to look inside a cultural phenomenon that you just usually aren't too keen on. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like, I don't know how many of these shows there have been. Maybe I'm just, like, a dumb American. This is the first time I've ever seen something like this. Well, see, I think... I think I've been seeing it more often okay. recently. Because Amazon had Made in Heaven like a few years ago and I was obsessed with it too and that was also kind of about like Indian weddings Mm. and like the culture surrounding Indian weddings and Mm. how it's like it's just it's a huge industry in India and like you have like these very big elaborate weddings and a lot of the times they're arranged marriages yeah and it's like this whole thing that surrounds it so I that's one show an example of it but then also like I think in Rami, we saw it. Not that they're Indian, but mm-hmm. they also have arranged marriages. Yeah. So you're saying, like... At least the idea of, like, a more modern okay. arranged marriage is, like, starting to... Did Master of None touch on it? I don't think so. No. But, like, there was... A, I think there was another movie... It was not that good, but it was, like, a documentary of, like, that comedian. Oh... I think I know what you're talking about, but uh, yes, I get it. It's in the like, it's in the the pu- popular. I'm seeing conscience. it more often. Yeah, conscience, conscious, conscious, Con- conscious. The popular consciousness. The cautious. Cautious. The cautious popular conscience. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like I've been seeing it more recently, too. But to see it in this way where, like... I, I mean, it, it still is a reality TV show, and it's still mm-hmm. got all the trappings. You can still see some of the awkward moments. But, like, it's still... Because you get to see a part of a culture that you're not a part of, that's where the fun is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you get to see, like, how this shit isn't as, like, serious or as, like dark as people make it out to. it's just like a very natural normal thing that yeah. just happened and like i think down the line you see or in the first episode you kind of see how it's just it, it really is just thinking about marriage in a completely different way than yeah. like western the western society yeah. thinks of it the, like the mainstream society thinks of it like the idea that like they have to get married at a certain like at a certain time yeah. just to like be part of like this grand plan it's like it's more of a like family community than an individual yeah idea of marriage mm-hmm. so I, that's also what makes it so fascinating yeah because it's just completely different from how we were raised yeah it's like completely opposite of how like the ideals that we grew up with that like mm-hmm. You have to have these romantic notions or whatever. And not to say that those things are removed from it. Those things can be involved. And I think, so the reason why I think it's interesting in a modern context is because this isn't much too dissimilar from, like, dating now. Mm-hmm. Like, Tinder is very hyper-specific now. Like, yeah, you, you have a bio you, like, and, all like, these things, you get to pick who yeah, you go on a date with. Like, it is very, like, to say that whatever, like, relationships in general now aren't arranged is not true. Because they are kind of arranged. I mean... If it's not arranged, it's doctored in a way so you have a specific experience. Usually. It's almost like a blind date, you know? Like, like it removes a lot of the things that you could be... I mean, I, I guess it depends on, like, how you use it. But it does remove a lot of the, like, awkwardness of, like, being in person. And you get... It just, I just feel like all, all the way that we would, like, scoff at Indian matchmaking a couple years ago or like maybe 20 years ago is completely different now because it Mm -hmm. just seems very similar to how we date in general now except now you just have someone who's highly you know or whatever like she's a curator for this versus like you just doing it yourself or like an like on an app yeah it's just it's just it seems very like it, it felt like a the way that like cultural practices become modern in their own way mm-hmm. like just they just adapt just in time. yeah exactly like it's not like we're seeing like a three-day marriage where they're like oh yeah like they meet here they meet today and then they're automatically married yeah like even the even the really strict more traditional family is still like well we have all these options let's see which one you match up with the best but you kind of have to do it quickly yeah <laughs> Not yeah. like, but you won't be married tomorrow. And I think that that's what we usually associate with arranged marriages, where it's like, you meet one day and then you're married the next. Is there anything else about the first episode you want to go into? What, well, what did you think? Did you like it? I did. did. You... Like, I think, I thought, yeah, well, I mean, we've been kind of saying that, like, it's fascinating. I, I liked, so the the people who were presented in the first episode, some of them are unlikable, but some of them are very likable. I think the the most unlikable is the girl, the one that's like she a has partner. S- a partner is her name. Yeah. She has. So <laughs> I remember many, her name because she was so unlikable. She has so many like demands and like she's so fucking like she seems like a bitch. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. 
And even her mom just seems just as bad. Like, she, like, <laughs> babies her in that way. Yeah. Like, it's just... But I liked the dynamic between her and Seema from Monday. The matchmaker. <laughs> I <laughs> That's how she introduces she, herself. Yeah, I liked that she would, like, didn't fucking take her shit. Yeah, she's like, none of those things I also are thought, important. I also thought the dude who cooks was hilarious. Yeah. Because, like, he's such a fucking bro. Like, he's such he's so fucking ridiculous. He's so into himself. He's, like, not even a fucking like really a person he just wants like he I, he reminded me of like fucking patrick bateman shit like he seems like a psychopath to me. yeah i mean he has like doll he makes dolls clothes yeah he's f- for fun yeah I, I, I mean they sure did pick him well in this because this, that that was a weird motherfucker like, <laughs> he was like cooking fucking like five star courses or whatever like you know like a fucking prefix menu for them and he had like this very specific <laughs> nut or whatever and like he had was it cars or what, what was his interest where he was talking about like i felt like he kept flexing his wealth mm-hmm. and obviously they're a wealthy family and obviously like a lot of this shit i think does take money maybe like it didn't seem mm-hmm. like anybody in this was not well off like everybody seemed to have like at least their career in motion it's not like this is just like some like seedy thing. This is like a, <laughs> it's like an, an an established thing with like it's an industry essentially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that that's that's the fascination. Yeah, it's also I mean as much as we say that it's like modernized, right? Like it still has the trappings of like like traditional like traditional thinking. Yeah. Of like, you know, like that guy. Like he. He's, like, a handsome guy, I guess. But, like, overall, like, I would not want to date him. Yeah. He seems, like, crazy. And, like, he's very particular about things, right? And he makes fucking dresses for dogs. Like, he just seems way too into himself. And I wouldn't want to date him. But because he's, like, he's rich, he's, like, tallish, and he's fair skin, like, you know, like, he has all of these, like, people that are interested in dating him. Yeah. And because those are the only requirements... That there's, like, very physical, like, very, like, superficial way of looking at somebody. I think what makes him even more unlikable is that he thinks that he's likable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he's a good guy or whatever. He's very cocky, too. But, yeah, it's just that, like, oh, I'm, like, into these things. And whoever I'm going to marry is just going to have to live with the fact that I need all of these things for myself. Yeah. But... But yeah, there's like another, I don't think we were introduced to her in the first episode, but there's another person that's like a little bit overweight and a little shorter, but she's like very cute. I I think I like, when I was watching and I pointed out, like I I thought she was really cute and Mm -hmm. like she had a very like outgoing personality, but like every time she talked to like Seema or like or Seema talked about her to like other people they're like oh well you know she might not be the most photogenic or she might not be the prettiest or you know she she might not be the tallest but she has a really great personality so it just sounded like she was kind of like putting her down yeah but also like she was trying to advocate for her and it was like really strange yeah I feel like well I mean I think that's like the double-edged sword of her is that she's very cut and dry Mm -hmm. but like so I think in the first episode, the the girl who's Guyanese or what is she? Mm-hmm. Is she Guyanese? Mm-hmm. She she tells her that she's Indian, and then like she talks about like her family history and like how her family got to Guyana, and then she's just like, oh, you're Guyanese, like 
she spent this entire time like explaining how her family's Indian, and then she's just like, yeah, but it's still gonna be hard because you're, you know, your family's not Indian. <laughs> Or from India. Yeah, and I, those are the realities. And I think that, to, to me, it seems like, whoa, that's so, like, ah, like, like, what do you mean she's, like, not the prettiest? Or what do you mean that she's, like, not from the right place? And that's just because I'm not used to thinking about it that way. Yeah. And that's also, like, that's what's fascinating about the show. Yeah. So, let's close it out. What do you think, what would you rate it? I would rate it overall as a series like i saw the first season mm-hmm. so overall yeah, i would rate oh, it a 3.5 as a season mm. one thing like not that strong mm. maybe even three maybe in, i mean also also like i don't usually watch reality tv shows mm. so like you're still like still the format of it makes me feel a little odd mm. because I, I i don't know like it's you know how bad I get with like secondhand embarrassment, and I feel like reality TV is like a lot of it is about secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, and you know there are just some things where also this is a Netflix reality TV show, and it's always a little rough. Mm. There's always like there's some rough parts that I'm like, eh. Yeah, like eh. some awkward moments where they didn't shave off some of the time. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I in mean, terms of like construction, I think like it's like a three or three point five. Okay, I see that. It was enjoyable to watch. But there were, like, parts where I'm just like, eh? Eh? See, I feel like there was a lot of production value at times. Like, when they were cooking, it felt like there was, like... I mean, maybe that was just because of the guy. He had so much fucking... <laughs> maybe he contributed. Yeah, like, he probably paid. <laughs> they borrowed his cameras. Maybe. But, I mean, I felt like there was... I didn't really look at, like, the, the filmmaking of it, necessarily. But I thought as, like a pullback of the curtain into this part of a culture that I'm not super familiar with. It was interesting and mm-hmm. it was it was, I I still want to watch the rest. So as a first episode, I think it's like yeah, at 3.5, 3.8, like it's it's got enough to hook you, especially as a reality TV like I feel like a 3.8, 3.5 for reality TV is actually like you know, it's like graded on a curve cuz it's, <laughs> it's still reality, reality TV. TV, you know? Like that's where I'm at. That's true. Uh, I think it's it's gonna get renewed. I think this might be a, I think this could be a hit. I don't know how well it's been received. Mm. I mean, I hear... I feel like I see... Well, never mind. That's just how content is nowadays. I'm like, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of, like, content on YouTube about it. But, like, that's because they know. Yeah. They know what I'm watching. Yeah. The, the <laughs> algorithm. The algorithm. Yeah, they know me. They already read my mind. They obviously want me to watch the stuff that I'm already watching. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think that it's, like, it's it's fascinating enough to keep going. It's like, I mean, because you don't, it's a reality TV show, so you could just keep, like, cycling people through. Mm-hmm. And you can probably find some freaks sometimes. Yeah. And like it's what just, you're always looking for. Anyway. It's just, like, a naturally occurring premise. Yeah. <laughs> so they just it seems show up easy. when they show up. I'm honestly surprised it took this long. Is this a, a stretch to say that this is like a post Crazy Rich Asians world? Mm. Well, I think you're also looking at it as like an American watching this, right? Like, because mm. we don't know how many reality TV shows there are in India about Indian matchmaking. That's true. This is true. And how popular they are. But it is 
kind of the same fascination. This is just a loose thread thought. This is the same fascination with like seeing how these kind of crazy rich Asians live. Like, <laughs> it's it's also it was also kind of about love too. Like mm. seeing how they date. It's it's the same kind of fascination. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I mean, and it's all it's all the same. Just. In a different reality. part of the country. Yeah. Or, but, like, what I was saying about, like, Millionaire Matchmaker. Like, that show's been around. It's just centered on American, not, like, American millionaires. Yeah. But, like, it's this is the same show, just in another country. Yeah. So, do you see it going, or how do you, how do you see it? Oh, no, yeah. I think it, I think it's cheap to make. Yeah. So, it'll probably keep going. I don't see why Netflix would cancel it. If it gets enough buzz, I'm going to say two seasons. It gets another season. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's go to Love on the Spectrum. This one is... This is another community. The, yeah, but this one is Insular community. Yeah, but this one doesn't center around, like, a person. It just follows different people as they're dating. But basically, there are, like... There's a group of, I don't know, a couple... I don't know, like, a dozen of them. Maybe yeah, and it's they just go on dates. Some of them are like speed round dates, like. Well, there's dating. a narrator. It has a narrator format. I remember this one being like more whimsical. Yeah. Like there was like a light, lighter hearted kind of thing. Cause I, so I think the difference right off the bat with this one, is that yeah it's more whimsical, but also like there's not as much stakes because it's. <laughs> Like, this one truly felt... The difference between this one and the other one. This one truly felt like it was, like, fly on the wall kind of shit. Mm. Because the other one, it still felt like a production. Like, it felt like... You know, not to say that there wasn't, like, production stuff going on with this show. But that one felt like they, you know, they... Yeah, or, like, they, like... It felt grander. And it felt like it was about, like... They reshot some things. Sure, but also, like... It's about a family coming together, and like it's, there felt like stakes. Like it felt like this was someone, like possibly gonna spend their life with this person. Like that's that's what that's mm-hmm. what it was. Versus like this, it's just like people dating. Like you know, it, it's, it's there good. are it's just simple dating. It's not mm-hmm. like there's not the kind of like I don't know the 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 looming threat. Of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> are yeah. you are you interpreting? Are you interpreting it some nah, kind of way? Cause I, no, you feel no, no. I'm just saying like some kind of way about marriage. But there's no like expectation that you're gonna marry this person necessarily. Yeah. I mean, just, there is to an extent. It's just more laid back, you know. Yeah, it's but like, it there also is the I don't remember his name, the guy, the most personable guy. Yeah, I don't remember. It's not but like he's very like I'm ready to become Justin. I'm, I'm ready to be married, like <laughs> yeah. right away. He's very intense. Michael. His name is Michael. Oh, I was right, Michael. So it starts off. We were presented with, uh, I don't, I don't know. I say like seven of them. I said a dozen initially. <laughs> so we go through each one's date as they kind of interact, but like. It seems like at first they know, like when it's like the pre-production before the actual date, the the content, the subjects. I would say, it seems like they know they're on TV and they're kind of putting it on a little bit. But once the date starts, all that shit like just dissipates, mm-hmm. and you just start to see like genuine interactions. Like how I'm not like super familiar with the way autistic people behave with each other, so 
to see it so raw, it was fascinating. Like, you can't look away. And it's also, like, this one, I felt like I got secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like, you have this... I mean, I've talked about this off-pod. And I, know how, I don't know how to address it, except for just saying it straight up. But, like, like when you see someone that has a, a disability... I don't know if everybody does, but I have this innate thing where, like, you want to protect them. And, like, you want to, like... Yeah, you have this thing, especially when, like, you see... I think it's also because we've been trained by media to see this, where, like, when a kid with a disability gets bullied, like, you want to protect them. And then, like, the protagonist protects them or something. So you get that. But the difference here is that, like, they're in their element. And, like, you don't have that as much but it's still sometimes awkward to watch because Mm -hmm. it's so raw that it's like this is this is tough to watch sometimes Mm -hmm. but yeah let's talk about that like what well i think also tell me about that like my that my reaction is that because we've talked about it off pod yeah i mean what's so great about the show is that it it treats people on the spectrum as like as they are Mm -hmm. as and usually historically we always see them as like othered constantly othered like yeah like whether it's good or bad yeah like they like they have to be protected because they don't know any better or they can't process certain things or they don't understand certain things or because they have a disability at least in like narrative stuff the narrative serves them like whatever it is it works out and they be they're actually the best person yeah like usually on tv if you see like somebody with a developmental disability like it's usually like somebody's friend like you said yeah. but like the protagonist is not like somebody with a disability yeah it's always there's like there's a contrast or like there's something there but mm-hmm. like it still feels crafted sometimes yeah and it's oh it usually ends up in a nice little bow where like everybody's happy and like the person with a disability like goes on and lives their life without any worry in the world but that's not how life is yeah and like yeah i think i think your reaction is normal because usually it's not like you interact on a daily basis with people with disabilities right so like i think that you haven't normal react like an average reaction because like we're constantly othering and like isolating people with disabilities yeah and it's also not to say that like i think that they're in need of that it's just like that's just that was just my reaction because when someone's embarrassed you want to like help them be less embarrassed or like if Mm -hmm. someone's in an embarrassing situation you want to somehow you know rescue Mm -hmm. them from the situation i mean Depending. Obviously, again, there can be levels and yeah. whatever. But that's, like, that's something that, like, you have to learn to, like... Unlearn? Un- unlearn, right? Like, you have to, to unlearn. unlearn it? I have to learn to unlearn Because it. that's, like, infantilizing. You're infantilizing. Yes. And I know that. But it's also, like... So, usually, in narratives of, that have people with disabilities, they, one, either serve them, or two, either make it entire like the whole thing about their disability and i think that's often strange because those are they kind of get pigeonholed into these stories like they can only have these certain stories Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of them and i mean this is of every subculture culture whatever they just want to be seen as quote-unquote normal like and i think a lot of the time 
you get that here because you see them like talking with people who also have a specific disability like autism in this case and it's already like understood you don't have to have like like it's also the thing is that most of the people who are dating here are all autistic so it's not like that's a topic of conversation where you if you were to date someone who wasn't yeah like they don't have to like explain what would they call them neurotypical Neurotypical. so that's another like so what does neurotypical mean that they are lame normies (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't remember it's just somebody without a developmental disability Mm. so the quote-unquote normal yeah usually say and it's also like they're some of some of the, the the subjects were so fascinating. Like they have so much charm and personality, and like it's just there's just so much to like. It's so rewarding to watch because it's just like I can't look away because I I don't know I've never seen it in this way, and if if it feels like you're exploring, it's like true voyeurism a lot of times, mm-hmm. or not true voyeurism, but it is voyeurism. Of the subculture. Like, you, you feel like you're there. Yeah, but without actually, like... So this is the part that I don't know how to talk about. It's also, like, when you're surrounded... When you when you encounter someone who has a disability, you have this reaction inside of you where you're like, I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know if I'm supposed to look away. I don't know if I'm supposed to watch. I don't know what I am to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because you have this overcompensation as a neurotypical to like want to make people feel <laughs> no, sorry no. you have you you want people to feel like fine and you don't want them to feel whatever you don't mm, want them to mm-hmm. feel a certain way you don't want to make someone feel a certain way so i never know what to do when it, when i when i come across it in like IRL but watching it I don't have any of that. I just mm-hmm. get to watch. And I just get to watch them like just be themselves. Because yeah. I, I think a lot of the times when you see and I guess, you know, their disabilities come in different size, shapes, whatever. And I think the ones that we often see are the ones that kind of are like a spectacle or like it's a tantrum or like it's something. Mm. And those are the ones where you don't know how to react because that feels like an intimate moment that's in public. Mm-hmm. And that's always hard to react to but it's especially hard to react to because you don't know i feel like it's increasingly more difficult to know how to treat certain people that have certain disabilities because Mm -hmm. there's such a lack of understanding by neurotypical people that's where i'm at with it yeah i mean i think you're right though and i don't think that there's anything wrong with saying it i don't think you said anything like inflammatory Ah, you know because i think that it's true at least having worked with this population young adults on the spectrum young adults with developmental disabilities like yeah like you know you're gonna have moments where you know a autistic person will have like oh like will be overstimulated and will throw a tantrum yeah and like yeah everybody around you doesn't know what to do like the person just is having a tantrum and like other people that don't know that person are like is she okay are they okay are they like no i just think that you're like the the reactions you have are normal because 
as a society, as like a culture. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It's, I mean, it's, it is true. I, what is there another way of saying it, right? Like, mm-hmm. just as a society, we like don't like to see that. Yeah. I mean, and the same is it. true. And the same is true for like children, like little children throwing tantrums. Yeah. Like children throw tantrums. That's what they do. But if you see them like throwing a tantrum, not to say that like people on the spectrum are like children, oh, yeah. but like. You know, like, just whenever there's, like, an outburst of any kind that, like, seems strange to you, you don't know what to do. And yeah. you feel like you shouldn't say anything or, like, that person should not be behaving that way. Sure. And, like, you're policing the way that people react yeah, to things. It's, like, cultural behavior. Yeah. Like, you just have this inherent, like, you don't, you're not going to tell anyone anything because it's, that'd be rude. Yeah, but I mean, there's like the idea that like people have to behave a certain way yeah. always in certain settings, and like, you, and for people on the spectrum, and even people on the show, they like don't have that luxury. Yeah, and they like that's just that's their normal, yeah. and that's how they're gonna date, and that's how they are. And I think that's a good point because I, I mean, I I don't always consider that when I that happens to me, and I mean, maybe this is making it about me, but I think that's a good point. Is that that is their normal. And I think that is what I gravitated towards in the show. Is that, like, this feels like it's just seeing how they date. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know anything about that. Like, that's such a... Like, if someone had asked you, you would never know. And, yeah. like, seeing it is, is, is truly fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's just how... It's just how, like watching Indian matchmaking is fascinating because matchmaking is, you know. Yeah, but I think this is more fascinating because... <laughs> you, you like, live on the spectrum more. Yeah, because it's more stripped back. Like, yeah. it's... I don't even... Like, I don't even care that it's... They're, like, those scripted parts that seems like... Like, with the family is, like, that mm. stuff. But the, the true meat and potatoes, like, it does not feel scripted to me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I, I agree. I, I, I feel like it feels very organic because like there's just awkward and i think that's what's like missing from reality tv is like that like organic the idea of like an organic interaction yeah like it's just hard to edit when like a person asks you something and like it takes like 30 minutes to really answer it yeah like you can't just cut this is also on top of what they have already edited yeah, like, like, but that's what makes it feel organic. It's just like you can't edit those parts out. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the long pauses. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get a lot more, and I also think it's like a mini series. It's only like four episodes, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I don't know. So just yeah, just it was just. I think it's a it's an interesting watch. Yeah, and it's heartfelt. Yeah, and it's just. I teared up. Yeah. <laughs> fucking listening to him yeah because like it's just so great to watch yeah it's so fucking like endearing and like there was one character named chloe who goes on a date um and it's going really well but like she has this moment at the end where like she you can see that she like works herself up to ask her and like say like hey i really like this like i would like to do it again and like they just like you can see both of them like wanting to but like they have a hard time communicating but Mm -hmm. they finally say yes and like it was like a very sweet moment and Mm -hmm. she was just like i'm so happy right now i thought that like that felt organic yeah those very like organic moments or they like you you feel them yeah 
they you really do feel the weight of how excited she is or like how fucking strange some of these conversations are mm-hmm. like you're just like uh but they're fascinating to watch you can't want you can't look away yeah it really captures that like want like you like in all of these movies like in this in when it's a narrative or whatever when it's not a reality tv show like you want to see people fall in love yeah. you want to see people connect right and this show makes you feel that like yeah. makes you like what like as you're watching it, you're like, yeah, these people are connecting and yeah. there's nothing, they're not hiding. Like you said, I think you mentioned it yeah. like a bunch of times. Like, there's not a lot of, yeah. There's no pretense behind yeah. it. Exactly. It's, there, there's no pretense. And I think that's what really stuck with me. And it was just, I don't know, it's also just like, it's just entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. you get to find out about a culture, but also like, it's a character study in human behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's, a human behavior that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the show is ex- exploitative? I don't think so. And I think this is what I asked you. Because... So I don't think it is because it feels like they all want to be there. Like, they're all still... And I think this this is, again, like, maybe dispelling some of the myths. My personal myth, like, beliefs that were wrong. They're still adults. Like, they still are allowed... They, have, they make choices. They do all these things. And, like... It seems like they all genuinely, like, they wanted to be there. Like, mm. it's still the same concept of, like, finding love on TV. But the way I took it was that, like, this is a specific community that found a community through this TV show. Mm-hmm. And whether it's filmed or not, I think that kind of, like, that pretense goes away as soon as those real dates start. Because they don't have the same, like, I don't know, I want to say inhibitions? Cultural inhibitions or, like, certain things that, like, I'm not, I'm already used to growing up with it. Mm -hmm. But seeing this, like, seeing how this specific community dates and how they express desire, whatever it is, I'm not used, I I have no, this is a completely new subject for me. So, it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Same. So, but I don't. Th- I also agree. I don't think that it's exploitative. I mean, isn't all reality TV exploitative? Yeah, totally right. Not. But I agree. I think that it seems like they're very willing participants. Like they want to date. They want to get out there and date because they're adults yeah. that want to find love. Yeah, I mean, wh- whether or not like it was edited in a way to be crafted to like make it seem like they like certain people, that's. Like, I think in the the dates that failed, maybe that's where they can get away with that. Mm-hmm. But in the ones where, like, they really like each other, <laughs> it's hard to fucking fake yeah. something like that. I th- I think. And yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. What would you rate it? Well, I just want to say that I have also been seeing more representations of people with disabilities on TV. And I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Because I feel like I said the same thing for Indian matchmaking. Yeah. But, like, there's there's this show. There's that show on ABC we watched for a while. Speechless? Speechless. But that one's part of what we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he, I mean it's a sitcom, though, on ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... I mean, that's not to say that that show isn't good or, like... Yeah, but there's also... But this, I think this is different, is what I was getting at. <laughs> 
What is that show? Was it special? Yeah, it was on Hulu, I think, or is it on Netflix? Oh, oh, I think it's I on Netflix. But like yeah. that one came out last year. He's also like an adult with with a disability, yeah. and like he's an adult with a disability that like has a job, and yeah. like and he's like trying to, ha- you know, like it's he's the subject, he's the protagonist, and like the show itself is not trying like is not trying to lie to the audience and say like this person doesn't have a disability or whatever so yeah i think that this show kind of contributes to like quote unquote normalizing or more representation for the (laughs) yeah i just feel like i'm stuck on normal because we were talking about it yeah this neurotypicalizes it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what would i rate it a 3.8 Okay. Maybe a four. I, I want to watch more of it. I mean, for a pilot, I think it did a really good job. It also felt like very self-contained. Like, I think it was very well-crafted in terms of storytelling. Yeah. I think so, too. I think, for me, I'd go... I think I'd do a four. Because it was, like, interesting enough on its own, just as a premise. But I also think... I just You just fall in love with, like, the subjects. Like, you fall in love... You, you root for them. And, like, they just... There's none of that, like... I feel like, also, it's the, there's a lack of ego mm-hmm. that I didn't address. Like, I'm obviously, there's a little bit with the character, like, flourishes. Or, like, the character... What do I want to say? Like, the profiling of the subject. You get a little bit of the ego and, like, whatever. But it doesn't feel, again, because I think that there is no prize, necessarily. I th- it feels more more genuine and the, it, it lacks a lot of pretense that a lot of those reality TV shows have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's why I'd, I'd, I'd go for. I think, but back to like normalization or whatever. Mm-hmm. In our nation? And yeah. It's just, it's interesting to see how, because a lot of the people on the show identify as like Aspies. Because mm-hmm. they have Asperger's. And they're like, oh, I'm an Aspie. I have Asp, like, like, oh, is a fellow Aspie. And I think that that's, like, that's cute. It's yeah. just, I feel like, I feel like in general, like, because we are neurotypical and we, like, always, like, try and be very, like, delicate with how we throw well, that's why terms I, around. That's why I like the girl so much. That's Chloe? why I liked Chloe so much. Because she was, like... Yeah, I'm autistic and I'm deaf. She's like, I just have all everything wrong with me. Like, she was, she was funny. Like, yeah. she was charming. She had a lot of like, she was very self aware. And yeah. like, I think that that works to disarm the audience because when you're tiptoeing around this, because it is like a like, that's also the thing we didn't say. Like, we were I'm tipping I'm tipping toeing around it. I'm mm-hmm. tipping toeing around it. Uh, is that like yeah, this is a topic of contention culturally for a lot of people because. Yeah. We don't, like, as much as sensitivity is, there is around it, there's not a lot of, like, education about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really get to know the specifics of a lot of things. So yeah. you just, it just kind of becomes this, like, homogenous thing. But that works to other. And I think that this, because it's so specific and, like, a specific type of disability, that it works to, yeah, normalize. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Hey, you're kind of interesting, huh? Fool? <laughs> you think there's going to be another season? It, you said it was a limited series? Yeah, but I think because it's on Netflix now, it's probably going to be like 
There might be another one. Yeah, I'd like to see. I think I think it can't be that expensive. Yeah. They don't even have to like they have they pay somebody to narrate. You know, like there's it doesn't even have a host yeah. as a narrator. That's true. That's like a bunch of Netflix reality TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's just nice. It's nice to look into like this world. Yeah. I, I would like to see another and one. And see happiness and love. I hope it has another one. That's that's we're all in. Mm-hmm. Anything a else? Season two. I think, I, again, like a season two for me. Two seasons. Let's I mean, if off. Netflix keeps churning out reality TV shows like this, I'm going to become a fan. Of Netflix? Of reality TV shows. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Is dude. that a threat? <laughs> I'm like, uh, if Netflix doesn't stop right now, I'm gonna become a fan. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you're I saying, also watch. You're saying that too you'll hot to handle though. Of potential new Netflix. Well, because I'm a self-described n- like Netflix hater stuff. of reality TV show. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, but I always thought that was like a front. Reality TV shows. Well, I'm no, just you like just, you just hate reality TV show. <laughs> like you just hate the one i just hate the one <laughs> well i mean i've never watched jersey shore me either <laughs> i've never watched a single episode me either i heard it's good though <laughs> i heard the new season that i didn't get to finish it but <laughs> you started amongst the, uh, on the grapevine anyway yeah i hate reality show too all right bye <laughs> bye